Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcallers is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. A little bit of this American life and a little bit of in search of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, Put your phone in your pocket and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Today I'm able to interview uh, someone I've wanted to talk to for a long, long time. That's Shannon LeGrove from Into the Fray Radio, and this was just such a fun interview. We talked about all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, maybe stuff you'll be expecting, but also probably stuff you won't be expecting. We get pretty nerdy into some uh, some movie talk, so uh, be ready for anything to come down the line. And uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Shannon LeGrove from Into the Fray Radio. All right, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the uh, privilege of having Shannon LeGrove. Uh, on the podcast, which is an amazing honor. Thank you so much for coming on, Shannon. Um, wow. And uh, of course, most people will know you from uh, your awesome podcast. Uh, but would you mind um, kind of filling in what you want people to know about yourself first? Well, first, thanks for having me on, Jeremiah. Oh, you got it. Totally. I yeah, very yeah. much appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I want people to know about me, uh, mostly... I'm just a big nerd that is awesome to this stuff. Uh, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. I'm not a special, special flower or, you know, I'm not a scary person. Uh, not that anyone said I'm scary, but I think sometimes people get a little like, Oh, that's yeah. shit. You've been to the fray. And I'm like, nah, I'm just, mm. I'm Shannon the nerd. That's all. Uh, I that's just awesome. to do a podcast and, totally. and other things. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, maybe if that's, something for people to start off with as far as mm-hmm. who I am. That's what I like to say is I'm just someone that's really it. deep into this stuff and I love it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I think that's how it should start too is like if you don't if you don't have a passion for this stuff, then you you really shouldn't be into it because it's not going to last. You know, you're going to get won't. burned out. Yeah. Yeah. It won't last at all because as you mm-hmm. will know, uh, especially the, the podcast side and all this other stuff yep. is a lot of work. It is it's a, a ton lot. of work. It's a great, yeah. it's a great hobby and a thing to do. And you, but you have to love it. 
Absolutely. You have to be able to balance it between um, like family. If you have family and podcasts, it's got to be balanced. So I've had to figure that out along the way, but I am curious, like, uh, so what was it that, what was the turning point that got you into the weird stuff in your life? Like how'd that start? Yeah. So the weird stuff, and it's better to, that you asked it that way instead of what got me into Bigfoot. Cause I don't really have that catalyst mm-hmm. for me, Bigfoot. I just kind of started to get into it years and years ago. And then I found podcasts and I started consuming as many podcasts as I could oh, wow. what got me into the weird stuff was when I was 12, I saw four absolutely pitch black shadow figures mm. running in the woods, broad daylight in, in Utah. Uh, when I was riding on my four wheeler, I actually glanced off okay. into the woods while I was riding and they were, they were running as a person would run four of them and they were pumping oh, wow. their arms and legs, which I knew immediately was very strange. <laughs> like because- in Terminator. <laughs> Um, pre- yeah, it's like the team. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Robert yeah. Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like Robert oh Patrick. Um, yeah. But not as shiny. Uh, these guys right, were. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. what was that term? Uh, Vanta black or Fanta black or whatever that is. Okay. The, the black is cool, black cool. you can think of. And, you know, my 12 year old mind is going immediately like, look at you. you look at you, little freaks. See, you guys don't belong here. Whoa. So, um, yeah. you know, it was only a five second encounter but it was which isn't the shortest thing if you really count it out but it was enough to just boom fire is lit because at that point i'm going these were definitely not people absolutely unequivocally not people and of course at that time it wasn't like i was like i'm gonna start a podcast or i'm gonna write books or any of that it was kind of more i would talk to my friends about it hey you ever see anything weird and it was a lot of ghost stuff and I might have gotten one other kind of a shadow figure-ish creature sighting or entity sighting back then that I barely remember talking to somebody about, but that was that was my inception into anything strange, at least my confirmation. Okay. Into the strange. That's cool. That's really that. That's cool. I'd be freaked out by the the shadow figures. My goodness, I couldn't handle that. I can. I'm more into Bigfoot and cryptids, but like. Ooh, yikes. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah, go riding for a few days. Uh, yeah, totally. That was, that was like, you know, our thing. We either fished or we went four-wheeling. And for me mm-hmm. to not want to go four-wheeling for a few days afterward, my brother's like, what's your deal? What, you know, what, what's your deal? And I had told my dad about what I saw. And he said, well, they do military exercises around here all the time. And I'm oh, like, oh, snap. No, no, that's not what I saw, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. What would you, if you could, what would you say to, uh, to teenage Shannon as she's starting to get Mm. into all this stuff? What would you, what would you say? Dang, that's a good one, Jeremiah. I have Mm. never been asked that. Uh What would I say to a teenage Shannon? Honestly, I think that I would say to her, whatever stories you, you get, write them down and keep them. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. I had actually really, and this ties into what we had talked about before, I had actually talked to quite a a few people, friends, kids, basically, and even some adults. And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw such and such. But it's so long ago. Yeah, exactly. Especially now, I can't remember two weeks ago what somebody told me. So Mm -hmm. for me to remember all the way back then, I'm like, man, that would have been such a a cool resource for me to have now. Yep. Is to be able to have that as a reference. I agree 100%. great question mm. um what what's your motivation to uh to do this every day what gets you at it because so 
this is mm, this is tricky to ask. This is is this the nine to five or is there's other stuff too, right? We all have other stuff. Okay, got it. We'll leave it at that. Um, so what motivates you to put in the extra time to do everything that's, yeah, it's a lot. The feeling that I got the first time that I told my shadow person mm. encounter story. Okay. That, that relief and the cathartic therapeutic aspect yeah. of it is something that's amazing that, I know that I can give to other people as far as giving them a platform to share their own encounter stories. Some that either a turn them into a researcher or a podcaster or an author yeah. or B they're yeah. like, I don't even sleep anymore. So yeah, there's that. And that sucks. Uh, mm. And, but either way, many times they're going just thank you for allowing me to share my story. And it, it's just awesome. that community feeling yeah. and that just, I know exactly how they feel. And mm -hmm. I think that is probably one of the biggest things for me as far as going this long and doing the weekly show yeah. and putting that much time into it is I just love that, that connection that I get with, which, which I can only get with a guest that's had, Oh yeah. It doesn't even matter if it's a shadow person, just any kind of experience like that, that they go, I don't know what it was, but I know what I saw. And it, it was, it was very strange. Oh, I agree. I agree because your podcast is it 2014 when it started around there? Yeah, 2015. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, what do you wish you had known uh, in 2015 before you started? Was there anything that you wish you could tell yourself at that point? You know, uh, and actually, at this point, I had already kind of run this gauntlet. Uh, Oh, that's true. Because yeah. of, of, yep. of Sasquatch Chronicles. Exactly. Right? Um, that's a good point. That, yep. And I'm not saying, you know, anything bad at all. That that was a great experience for me. And I, I always mm -hmm. think less anytime I talk about SC because he's totally. the reason I'm here doing this. But just the not everyone's gonna like you. Not everyone's gonna think that you're <laughs> a, they don't they hate your voice, they think you ask dumb questions. You know, you you just cannot let that stuff get to you. Yeah, um, you just gotta be like, screw it. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm not yep. everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay. Uh, but like I said, I had already kind of run that gauntlet because of SC. Mm. So by the time I started ITF, I was just kind of like, okay, let's yep. do this thing, you know. And and the multi-topic forum obviously was better suited for me just because of the fact that yeah. I'm not just into Bigfoot, and obviously my experience was in another topic, in another mm. realm of the unknown. So uh, going multi-topic was a no-brainer that oh man yeah it's like uh i'm starting to get into that where it's like you're getting the rumblings of like people are like hmm i don't like you talking about the van meter visitor every time well i like that cryptid so get off my back and yeah. i hope you enjoy the fun but yeah. it, i'm starting to get there so that's good advice definitely um, I mean, it'll, it'll even yeah. be stuff like uh, in fact i recently got uh, a comment that you know the the music is far too loud on your show. So I don't listen. Oh, and so you're kind of okay. like, well, you know, okay, baby out with the bathwater then. I mean, yeah, I don't sure. know quite how to help you there. It, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine. You know, lots yeah, of shows yeah, yeah. maybe have a, a lower volume and, and that's okay. Right. That's just the kind of stuff that that's going to uh, come in. Yeah. And to be fair, like I'm totally fine with any feedback that comes in. I'm just kind of, I'm being a little silly, but also a little serious at the same time for Absolutely. listeners so i appreciate it um the wizard's 10th rule is willfully turning aside from the truth 
is treason to oneself. What does that mean to you? That's from the sword of truth. I, I did not know that you, you are into the sword of truth series. I'm a little taken aback right now. Mm -hmm. Really sad. I'm not, that. I just really researched good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask you about Richard and Kaylin. You're going to go, who's that? I was like, uh, is that a real thing? <laughs> it looks like a good series, though. But like, Oh, my God. Jeremiah's my new best friend. Um, well, uh, I mean, I can be into it. That's fine. But yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Now I'm going to okay. have to send you the book. See? Uh, uh, heck, yes. All right. Hit me with that rule again, because I was just taking it okay. back. Is there, there's a lot of rules. Is, it, is there a lot of rules in the series? That, well, the first one's like awesome, because it's basically the okay. people are stupid. Oh, okay. You know, well, that are right. gullible and stupid, you know, um, which okay. is, I probably set that up great. Everyone's like, oh, I really want to read that now, but it, it's a mm. whole thing. But okay. Yeah. Hit me with that again. Uh, willfully turning aside from the truth is treason to oneself. And see, that's a, that's a, maybe a tough one to apply to mm. okay. sometimes depending on who you're talking to on, on a show. Right. Mm. But yeah. all I know is that for me, I kind of just live in this, place on itf that no i haven't oh i will say this i haven't always believed every single person word for word that's ever come oh, on my show sure yeah right okay, yep, um, yep. but as a host i think that we have and it's probably a, a luxury to say this and maybe a cop-out but it's not my job it is the listener's job to decide what they want to yes. do with that information oh. I and if that. they believe, yeah. you know, the, the guest and what mm -hmm. the guest is saying. Uh, so as far as, you know, my own truth and that's kind of, a, I guess, not really an answer, but it's a gray area for me with that. Okay. I totally get where you come from. Awesome question, by the way. Goodness me. I was just so thrown mm -hmm. away, thrown off by the, the wizard's 10th rule there with sort of truth. Go, awesome. Jeremiah. But yeah, I, I just, I feel like I have the platform. They come on. Listener goes that was the best guest I've ever heard because it mm. applies to me, which is great. That's really what I'm going after. And then maybe that person emails in and they come on the show and then we're just compiling more and more data or they go, that is the biggest, I mean, just pile of, you know what I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And they might even swear on my show after that. And that's just the risk that we take with the exact. Kind of no, it is. Yes. That yeah. we have on. Right. So mm. awesome. That. Jeremiah. Good stuff. Uh, what's the coolest experience that being the host of Into the Phrase allowed you to have? Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, of course, I should probably mention Small Town Monsters first and foremost. I know. Yeah. Because doing yep. that show has put me in with, with Seth and the guys. Mm -hmm. And that's like a little awesome, yeah. crazy family. And, you know, but I've also got to go to Fox Hollow Farm in oh, Indiana. Yeah. Totally. Um, I mean, there's been so many amazing things that I've been able to do just solely because I happen to be this nerd that, yeah, that shares nerdy stuff and likes to talk about this stuff week in, week out. So, yeah, oh, I love just, it. Just some I of these it. actual trips that I've been on. Mm, I think that uh, for me, it's just like the people I've actually been able to talk to so far. Cause it's like how uh, I think Cliff says this, it's like Bigfooting is the, one of the one things where you can like meet your own heroes. Yeah. You know, I think he said something like that, but, uh, it's like being able to, like when I interviewed Mark Purcell, I was like, holy mackerel, I'm actually like talking to Abe Kane guy. And that was like a dream for me, but yeah, it's being able to talk to people that, you know, are out there. It's so, you know, in the field, it's so cool. 
Yeah. And the feeling of getting starstruck, right? And and people that you've maybe heard on shows, or you've been reading their books for years or whatever it might be. And you're kind of going, yeah, exactly. Like, oh my gosh, I am talking to so-and-so. This is amazing. I mean, talk about forget yeah. opening a door or window. You just rip the whole roof off your place, you know? And totally. And this possibilities totally. are endless. No, I that that's a that's a tricky one. Um uh yeah, I'll leave it at that. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but the good and bad floats down yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the roof totally. that's gone. <laughs> I try to focus on like um uh, the the like okay, you know, like Cliff is just a, a normal dude who likes to listen to Grateful Dead and like and chill out and like uh-huh. you know, but on the other hand, I really respect him. So it's like it's a tightrope thing you gotta walk, right? But yeah, um right, right. Yeah. So talk to me about uh, the the publishing arm. Like, how did that get started? So that got started because G. Michael Hoff, Jeff, uh, Jeff with a G. G emailed me and he goes, hey, you know, I don't know if you've ever thought about doing this, but you have a lot of content on your show and Mm. you should maybe think about compiling it into some books or something, you know. I hadn't, the thought had crossed my mind, Mm. but I just, I needed that push from him to actually get it going. I actually had a first chapter kind of done and maybe an intro done um, halfway, but the prodding from him is what prompted me to go, okay, let's do this thing. And we did a course and we released Beyond the Fray Bigfoot and then Beyond the Fray Paramalgamation. Thank you so much. Yeah. And what that turned into is he goes, okay, well, what if we just went ahead and started beyond the fray publishing and we only mm. publish things that would fall under, under the umbrella of ITF. Yeah. Paranormal yep. true crime. I don't do a whole lot of true crime. I, I mean to do more, but I don't hopefully soon paranormal UFOs, cryptids, true crime down here. Wow. That's I a said, lot. Well, that sounds like a really great idea and mm-hmm. it's going fantastic. I think we published 10 or 11 books in our first year last year. And then this year is shaping up like double, at least double. It's crazy. The stuff you're, you're talking about on social media, like, like you're getting pretty much all of Chad Lewis's books, right? Yeah, like you're putting them in ebook format, something like that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We're going to be, man, that is so cool. Because, you know, it's some people, that's all they want to, I get the paperback thing. I'm, I love hardbacks, mm-hmm. paperbacks. I love the feel it and hold it and turn the page and highlight, especially it's for the show. Right. Uh, yep. But sometimes you just, you need the ebook. It mm. might be time for bed and you just want to read your Kindle and put it in night mode. And, and that I will it, yeah. open up a, a whole nother Avenue for, for his readers to, to get a hold of his book. So we're excited for that. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's sometimes it's hard to find them in print form or maybe you don't have the, the cash for the print form. And like maybe the right. Kindle is a little, you know, there's, there's so many different things. So it's really cool that you're able to put them in the, the hands of, of more people like that. Uh, so more power to you. I hope that that keeps going just crazy. The amount of authors you have signed on is nuts. So I okay. hope the best yeah. for that. And, yeah. you know, that's another thing probably to mention to swing back to your other question mm-hmm. about, you know, what are some of the good things that have come from ITF? What are you most proud of? Or what? I mean, it's it's the same thing. It, these are people that I have had contact with for years. 
True. True. I know you, I trust you. We're going to, and we have been of course, working our butts off over there to get these things done right and make sure that we have happy authors. So yeah. And and to be able to help friends out, I think is, um, it's been really satisfying to do that. Mm. I think at the end of the day, it's like, it's always awesome to see how you can help someone out. And I, I've had things where, um, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. I don't know if I can share it, but I'll tell you off the air, but it's really cool when people are setting stuff up and then you help make connections that help their thing better. I love doing stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, I have a, uh, a, uh, question from a listener. This is from Greg from all the weird. He's from the Patreon. He's also has order 66 star Wars podcast. If you like star Wars, check it out listeners. Um, how his question is, how is filming with Mothboy Matt? How was that? Oh, Matthew. he's a blast. Yeah. Right. Oh, he's so fun. He's got such good energy and mm, his, uh, his, his brother was sick, so he couldn't make it. And I was bummed out about that, but oh my goodness. Yeah, he he is a whole lot of fun. And there's something coming out uh, that he and I experienced together while we were filming, which was awesome, uh, which I don't know how much I'm really supposed to talk about that. So I'll just leave it at that. But it was not completely, totally uneventful. But Mm. Matt is such an awesome. Wow. Yes. Mm. What's it been like being involved with um, on the trail of UFOs over the years? I was mean to ask you that. It's, it's fun. It's exhausting, but it is the second I get home, I'm like, I want to be on the road Mm where we all kind of feel like that. There's just this kind of depression that's set, not depression, too strong of a word, but it's close probably. I get it. That's in once you get home. And I mean, the schedule can just be completely intense and insane, but the process itself is so amazing because it's basically like me taking an entire, I don't know, three months of my show, you know, Mm. the the emotion and trying to pack in the questions and, and listening to someone's story. A lot of times it's a a personal story and you're sitting there in person with them, which which compounds it. Oh man. And just you're packing it into a few days it's really just, it, it does, it does take a, a toll on it. It makes you tired, but it's such yeah. a, a charging feeling and oh, yeah. uh, it amps you up and it, it definitely rekindled. Well, maybe not even rekindled it. F- my interest in UFOs has definitely grown since beginning that. Interesting. There's, there's definitely something different about going out on the road and being physically at a place where something so incredible yeah, may or may not have happened. And, totally. And and being able to talk to people in person that got to see something that changed their life. Oh, that is so cool. That is, I love that. His follow-up question is, uh, do you like Star Wars or Star Trek better? <laughs> Star Wars, 100%. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to turn it on. So did you like yeah. the newer trilogy or uh, Disney Plus Mandalorian stuff better? Oh, Everyone's gonna be upset. I didn't watch either oh, one. No one listens to this. Just come on, just it's fine. <laughs> Wait, which one? What'd you say? I didn't want I haven't watched uh n- neither the newer stuff or the Mandalorian yet. I know. I'm sorry. Really? So you I stopped you, at... it, you liked me. I know. No, what what's the last Star Wars stuff you've watched then? So oh my gosh, let's see. 
Mm. Maybe one of the rogue something or others. Oh, oh, Rogue One. That's yeah. that's a good thing to stop on, actually. Like it's that was a so... solid movie. Um <laughs> so you're saying that I shouldn't watch anything after that anyway. So like here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say if you wanna put the uh, now I'm gonna get in trouble big time. Watch it's gonna get it's gonna get bad. So get now, buddy. I'm gonna get feedback. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm gonna say if you want to hold off on seven eight and nine that's yeah. okay but i would like say forever? you really want uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know shannon but you really want to watch the mandalorian because it's really okay. cool i have heard yeah. a lot of good things about that actually. it's so it's like it makes me feel like i did when i was watching return of the jedi for the first time or like any of that stuff like when i was in junior high is like Mm, it's so good. Favreau did a great, great job. You're going to. Okay, really that's like a really it. good plug for it because yeah. uh, I mean, I literally still have the VHS box set, mm. uh, you know, of the triple threat originals. You're going to love it. Uh, a gold foil with, you know, Darth Vader yep. on the cover. Oh, and, totally. Uh, I'll never totally. get rid of that. I can't watch it anymore because don't have a VHS. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Star Wars. Uh, and I need to watch The Mandalorian, obviously. Watch the new ones, though. I mean, now it, uh, it's tough, but the Mandalorian ones, it's its very much it does do what you want. But I like the <laughs> Mandalorian better. But um, so kind of rapid fire. So yeah. favorite scene in Aliens. Aliens. I know. See, now okay. you're going to get me because it's like, no, no, yeah, how about the alien movies? Because I've never seen them. So no, no, I, I know exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's alien and there's aliens. I okay. Mean, okay. Gotcha. I mean, probably, probably the scene with. Why can't I think of his name from Twister? He passed away. He was Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton. I live in Iowa, so if I didn't know that, I would be kicked out of the state. Really right. big trouble after yeah. saying not to watch totally. you know, seven, eight, nine yeah. of the yeah, yeah, double trouble today for you. Yep. Yeah, he's you know he's been just torn apart for this line, but he's he's just like you know if he's he's basically wimping out and he's freaking out mm-hmm. about just realizing the situation that they're in and they're in a lot of trouble and he's just whining and crying. And everyone's telling him to suck it up, and mm-hmm. also. I think the scene where listen, Ripley is bad A, right? She she is. Yeah. And if you're talking about maybe one of the coolest scenes in, you know, in the original few. And I also really actually like Prometheus and Covenant, by the way. But I forgot about those. Maybe Prometheus a little bit more just because of the way it's shot. And the flow. Anyway, okay. um, when she gets in the loader and she's just hammering out with with the queen, that's totally. probably one of my favorite scenes uh, of any of them, including maybe even Prometheus and Covenant is the loader scene. If I okay. I would love to have like a maybe a loader like right back over here just to, you know, have on display. That, that would be really happy. cool. That'd yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Favorite scene from Lord of the Rings. Gosh, that's a good one. It is. I actually am. I'm I'm nerdy enough that I actually have a lot of the soundtrack that I play in my car sometimes. Oh my! Oh, you drive around the soundtrack sometimes. I do. (laughs) 
Yeah. I love yeah. that. It's like if I thought, I'm on road trips, I'm yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, you know, and, that, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and you're like, oh my goodness, and, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I do that with Back to the Future because like, come on. Oh God. Yes. Amazing. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying. Okay. Okay. Your question. Favorite scene, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Dang, Jeremiah. Why is this so difficult for me? Probably because I, I just watch them so much that I love a lot of this stuff. Oh, good. If you need to skip, no, that's fine. No, no, no. I will hold it against you. All I right. actually kind of liked when we were able to go back and see how Gollum became Gollum. And we, mm. we met him when he was still Smeagol. Totally. Uh, for me, that's I was yep. I just wasn't expecting that. Not that maybe that's my favorite, just but to me that was kind of a almost groundbreaking for me because I was so obsessed with that series. And I'm hmm. like, Oh man, he was like a normal dude at one point. That's pretty cool. It's weird. Uh, right? Yeah. Cause the ring just took him over so much and he became just this uh, vile, nasty little creature that that's all he could think about. And he used yep. to be a human being, not a nice guy though. That's why he's was in the position he got to be in. But yeah, I like that point. part of that series. Oh man. All right. Uh, lost. Been a long time since I've watched Lost. It has been a long time. But yeah. I remember when the hatch got open, I just thought, oh, yeah, dude, totally. Holy monkey. You know, that is my favorite part, too, actually. Because that just changed everything, right? And you're going, mm-hmm. oh, oh, snaps. That was such a good show. It's been so long since I've watched it that it, you know what? It's a good, good time to rewatch it, I think. I'd say specifically was when. Locke is on top of the hatch door and pounding on it. And then the light comes on and it's like oh. cut and you're like, oh, that's like, that's like tear. That's I a, a huge emotional part that. for me. That's very cool. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's a good part. About the opening. That part right there was yeah, totally. something else. That's good writing is what that is. That's, it it that's is. Except for, well, I'm not going to get into the yeah, last yeah. season, we, we, but like yeah, we, we that in season forward. five, we're really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Back to the future. Oh, goodness. No, boy. Favorite scene from it. When he kicks Biff's butt. Biff's butt, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I yeah, he sees him messing around with mom and he's like, I'm not with my mama, you're not, you know. That movie hits that movie hits different when you watch it as an adult, that's for sure. You're like, wow, Marty is a young kid. (laughs) (laughs) And like Doc isn't that old. Like he's looking pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I love Back to the Future, all that stuff. Like what scene do you like, Adler? I like um dang my my favorite scene is probably uh it, it's the part when um uh doc is like he gets sent off to back to the future and then he comes running up again and like marty comes running up again it's like so it at the universal studios um theme park there's actually a guy that rides a bike around that looks like doc from back to the oh, future which is really cool, cool. That's my a, sister that's told cool me i didn't job. get to go but, i'm really yeah, that would be a great job um okay last movie uh indiana jones 
Oh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, right. It's super good. Well, for me, the, my favorite films are um, Temple of Doom and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Uh, favorite scene. Gosh, that's really that's tough. hard. Those that's are really incredible hard. movies. Yep. Uh, but when I was young enough for it to, like you said, it's so different how you process a movie when you're younger. Yeah. A scene that always stuck with me was when, and this was before Kate Capshaw got over the pit of fire in the cage, yep. but yep. they were actually observing this poor man that was locked in the cage and the shaman doing his ritual and taking out his heart. Right. Oh, and then yeah, totally. Flames uh, before the man is lowered into the pit. I just I remember watching that when I was younger and going, oh, man, that is brutal and awesome. Uh, just the cinematography. But hey, so Steven Spielberg. I mean, what a mm. what a titan. It's good. It's good. It's like any part where Indy has the face where he's like, I'm about to die. And then he doesn't, you know, the Indy yeah. face that he didn't make in Crystal Skull at all. And that's why I really don't, I don't really like Crystal Skull, but then you watch it again. You're like the scene when he's running through the warehouse and like, that is, that's kind of good after a few, few more watches, but it's like, Oh, Crystal Skull. I'm going to get flack for that too, but yeah, that's yeah. three different types of <laughs> so far, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree about that, about the whole Crystal Skull thing. I've seen it once all the way through and I'm kind okay. of going, yeah, I don't think I'll be, I would, I don't think I'd ever sit through that entire thing again. That's how it mm. is, you know, yeah, whereas the I other know. ones I'll put them on. If it's, totally. you know, it's on Netflix, you have them on in the background, you stop, you watch Crystal Skull isn't like that. By the way, I, I, I like how like you're into the whole movie thing. A lot of times, and I've gotten flack for this on my show. Mm -hmm. People were like, why do you bring up movies or comparisons? And I'm like, I mean, movies are part of our lives, you know, it's exactly it's so ingrained in things that, that we could compare other things to. Why not? I'm not saying any mm -hmm. of this stuff is anything like a movie. It's just um, I have a, a habit, it, obviously a good or bad, you know, depending on who you're talking to. I have that habit of going, oh, that's kind of like out of that movie where the thing did the thing with the person and that at that time, you know. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, man. Do you get in trouble for that, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I don't even want to say the things that like <laughs> you're like this person, you sound like this. And then they're like, get out of my face. And you're like, yeah. oh, I just yeah. lost a friend. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, as a what is what's your favorite drink to make as a, a bartender or you're previously a bartender in Vegas, yeah. right? Okay. I, I still do actually. I still. Oh, do you do? Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. That is the nine to five. Yeah, awesome. I think it's not my full time. Everybody, I know that's shocking. Uh, mm. Okay, I'll, I'll. In fact, I'll. I'll do you one better. I'll give you my my most hated drink to make, and then I'll go to one of my favorites. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. My okay. least favorite drink of all time is any mojito, any of okay. them. Cool. Because you have to muddle the mint and you get to think there's so mm. many different accoutrements that go in that drink and totally. it's real sugary. I'm not a sugary kind of person. If I drink, okay. I just have like a Jack neat or something. Um, okay. One of my more favorite drinks to make would probably be anything like a, like a, a well-shaken martini or something because you have to have that liquor count, right? Because mm. especially in one of those fancy smancy martini glasses, it's a heavier oh, yeah. count and depending Yikes. on if it's, sweet or dry or 
I mean, heaven forbid a Cosmo. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's fine if you like Cosmos. Uh, you really have to get the the portions right for everything. And I like that because then you you kind of you do your crack the egg and you strain it out and it's got perfect rocking room where it needs to sit in that glass. And you're like, okay, you got it. And you you grab it by the stem and boom, there you go. So, That's yeah. awesome. Oh man. That's very cool. I, I just made that sound way cooler than it actually There's is. an. It um, sounds like there's an art to it. I've never really gotten into <laughs> drinks like that before. Uh, just cause I cannot really, I can't handle it. And, but I'm getting more, I'm a, I'm a late drinker in life. How about that? That, yeah, there's but I'm getting more into it. it. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I'll send you a bottle you. of McAllen. Thank you. See, I, is that, um, is that the whiskey from scotch. lost? I don't know. It's scotch. Okay. Cool. Oh, wait. So the way a whiskey from lost, was there a certain one that they kept drinking? Is that what you said? I just remember like chart. Uh, I don't know. I was grasping at straws. Yeah. Um, was there a point when, what was the point where you like, you knew that it's like, okay, this into the fray thing is something cool. I should go full steam ahead. Or were you like that from the very beginning? Yeah. From the, from the very beginning. That's awesome. And somebody that uh, I have to give a shout out to that was with me from the beginning when you know, when I had decided to take my leave from the Sasquatch Chronicles and mm -hmm. Sam Sheeran was, mm, yeah, totally was there before into the fray yep. was even actually named, uh, cause oh, it wow. was like into the gray and the gray, it was, I had, I have it somewhere, the scratch paper and into the fray was one of them obviously, but, uh, Sam was integral in mm. kind of having me bounce ideas off and just being very encouraging and being that person I that. that I needed at that time to go, yeah, this is a, it's a good move and it's going to be okay. You know, uh, That's and so cool. to do a multi-topic show is definitely fitting. And of course he provided the incredible logo that is completely it's his brainchild. Awesome. I yeah. give him no direction on that. That is not me at all. I'm not. Oh, creative. really? Wow. Yeah. Zero. Direction. That's cool. And of course, it's supposed to be kind of a nod to the X-Files. You know, you're supposed to, yep. if you've got the logo, it's turned for a reason because you got the X and the F. Um, oh, okay. You yeah. look at it that way. So nice, uh, nice. it's not to the X-Files. So yeah, so, uh, shout hmm. out to Sam Sheeran. He's a, he's a cool, amazing artist. He's an amazing artist. Like his stuff is everywhere now. He's the guy. If you're going to come out with a book and you want an awesome cover, it seems like he's just doing all the cryptozoology stuff, which is the way it should be. But like... His stuff, like on David Weatherly, I think he does Weatherly stuff. Pretty much all of it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be doing like a doodle. He calls it a doodle. And it's mm -hmm. just, in a million years, I couldn't even, if I sat down for a million years, produce your doodle. It's, yeah. it's what he comes up with. Mm. Uh, I always, I've started a thing where I ask at the, um, near the end, the same set of questions. And it's really interesting because each guest kind of takes it a little differently or has you know different guests right so um uh, i'm gonna start with that what should i ask you that i didn't know enough to ask i mean you came out with the wizard's 10th rule thing i mean i can't think I of a thing um all right that's fine i what should you ask that you didn't think well not that you weren't good enough to ask how did you word that, that you so this one it hits like 25% of the time it hits really good, but it usually comes off as awkward. Uh, what should I ask you that I didn't know enough to ask? <laughs> you didn't know enough to ask. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Or enough about you to ask. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I don't, I, we may have, that may pop into my head before we're done. And we okay, can, no sweat. No nothing, sweat. I'm sorry. Nothing's coming up right now. That's all right. What are you most excited about right now? Mm. Will next month, uh, going up to Washington state for some Bigfoot stuff, actually. Uh, is that, I don't know if I can for... say the area. Don't say the area. please. Not- I have I'm not at the point where I have to edit anything. And you're like, if I have an interview, well, I, I don't have to edit it. This is I gold I because I, I know it. I, I'm not saying yeah, I'm okay. I love that. No. When, if I have a guest, I'm like, Oh my goodness, I don't have to edit anything. I can no, just put I this wanna, straight up. For you. Yeah. Okay, um, cool. Cool. Boom. Right. Yeah. So Bigfoot soon, Bigfoot trip soon. Teaser. I love it. Um, yeah. What are the top books? Someone getting into Bigfoot should have on their bookshelf. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Jeff Meldrum, Sasquatch, uh, what is it? Legend meets science, right? Yes. Uh, Apes Among Us, John Green. Rockin'. Uh, Bigfoot Casebook I like because it's just like straight up like dates, facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Where it happened, right? Yep, uh, yep. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I'm blanking. There's some. That's oh, like, a I solid list, so though. Good. Yeah. I mean, those are yeah. some of the the maybe basic ones, just especially if it's like kind of Bigfoot yep. 101. I th- especially like Jeff's book. Jeff's book's great. Yeah, he. I've interviewed him last week. It was so much I fun. Saw that. I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to see that yet. Did it go well? It well, it's it's not it's not up yet, but it oh, did the- went, it did go very well. Um, yeah. but it was it was funny. Um, the last question is kind of like, um, what's your what's your reaction to this? Is this so? It's kind of like the finale, yeah. right? So, yeah. uh, what is Bigfoot? What is Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a really terrible answer. Okay. I don't know. Oh, that's fine. But week to week, depending on who I've spoken to and how fervent they are as far as what their experience was with Bigfoot, it changes. Not like 100% into that camp or anything, into woo. Sure. That's what people call it. You know that woo, paranormal. Mm-hmm. Yep. or into yep. flesh and blood. It's just, yep. I'm just kind of coalescing here, just trying to take it all in and keep it. an open mind. I don't want them to be paranormal, but I, I don't know. I have no idea okay. what Bigfoot is. I like yeah. that. Uh, is Mothman good or something else? I think Mothman is just what he is. Honestly, I think when nice. he shows up here, he's just doing his thing. He's not, he's not really a malevolent creature per se. I, I hope. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would love to meet Mothman. Even uh, if my eyes got all messed up, like the, the homie did, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, are we concerned enough about Dog Man? What do you think? Oh, heck no, we're oh, not. Yeah. If those no, things are real not. and it, especially the judges encounter for my show. <clears throat> yeah. That I really, really believe that dude. That 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 is yeah, that is what he saw. Uh wow. that changed his life. Um yeah, we're yeah, we need to watch our backs with big or with Dogman because they are extremely aggressive, extremely angry. And I don't think if you had a whole maybe a tank, maybe if you had a tank and he was real, yeah, off, you could take him on. Other than that, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You're a dog treat if if he so wants you to be. You really are. Uh, do you have any feelings on if uh living dinosaurs could be a uh, actual thing or not? Oh, heck yeah. I would love that. Well, that's not yeah, my dude. answer, is it? Do I think it could happen? Would I love it to? That's not what you asked me. Ooh. Hmm. I mean, here's the thing. I have 
I have birds in my house and they are in fact just dinosaurs, right? They're, mm, they're interesting. dinosaurs because they're, okay. they're finding the fitters on the dinosaur bones and this and that in the fossils. Um, do I think there could be some remnants around? Yeah, maybe, possibly. Um, some of these flying you know, cryptids that we hear are pretty mm-hmm. interesting and sound similar. Um, it, it's it's a little far-fetched maybe for me as far as if I'm going down a certain list of cryptids. It might be down yonder, down here, but it could be. Okay, very cool, very cool. I hope so. I mean, I've heard stories where it's like, these like velociraptors in Puerto Rico, shout out yammy for sharing that story yeah. but like that mm-hmm. blows my mind right but can you imagine like that scene from um which jurassic park was it uh second or third with well jeff was in all of them the 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 field scene where the raptors lost are world mm, lost world there you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that was one yep. of the sickest scenes and you're going oh, oh nope. man big bag with, uh, right there you have it's no crazy <laughs> It's crazy to remember that Vince Vaughn is in The Lost World. I know. That just messes with your head when you think about it. But it's a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, it is good. <clears throat> uh, last, last question. What is your top evidence for Bigfoot that you like? Me personally? Oh, oh. Just so that's a trick, Shannon. Yeah, yeah. How are you, right. you going to interpret the question? You know? Yeah, right. Because well, I've heard a strange whistle myself in Salt Fork. And I'm sure people that know me Ooh, wow. show going, oh, she's going to talk about this again. But and I've heard other things and had other experiences, but it was the mm-hmm. closest I've been to something that I can honestly say I can't say it was Bigfoot because I didn't see, right? Um, but it was the strangest sound and most impactful sound I've ever heard. That I'm just going, gosh, that really could have been a Bigfoot. It really, really could have been. And it was at Salt Fork State wow. Park. It was very close to me. It was like ground level. It sounded like a a massive bird with, okay. uh, uh, but a messed up one. Right. If, if something was trying mm. to sound like a bird, but it was a huge oh, something totally. with big yeah, lungs yeah. and lips. Yeah. yeah. It was like a loud, it was a loud monotone whistle. And um, hmm. that's after we had been out there. Cliff would have liked this one because we were out like finding Bigfoot. Like um, this gentleman, Robert, had tied a string around a, a glow stick and he was whirring okay. it around. And uh, after two hours of nothing, like usual, that crocodile Dundee for- style. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mick, come on, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it was straight up crocodile yeah, yeah. Dundee. But some came in and uh wow. and that area is so brushy and thorny. And you're going, How did that even get it was right in front of us in this brush? And you're going, how would hmm. even a person get in there without the brambles like snagging and it was wow. dead quiet we would have heard something anyway that's me personally one of my favorite things to share as far as something i've heard right best evidence for bigfoot for me is besides some of the audio stuff that they put through the spectrographs that just they tell you they're like this doesn't lie this is not in yep. this yep. waveform does not fit into a pattern of a human being, a human being cannot make this sound. Okay. That's awesome. Amazing. Hmm. And the more and more I'm seeing these cleanups of the Patty film and somebody had posted another picture, right? Have you seen this one? I don't think it's it's in wacky. It's more cleaned up is her, her uh, walking away. She's fully away now, but her right foot is kicked up. And Oh yeah. Oh, it's such a good photo toes and the you can see the lines on the feet i'm going man i think patty really might be 
the real deal. Legit. I agree. So, if like, I, if I, anything is real. Yeah. 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 What, what do you think about that? What can I, do I have time to ask you about that real quick? What do you think mm. the best evidence is for Biggie? That I like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, I, it's, it feels like it's a cop out answer because everyone always says it, but like, I honestly liked Patterson Gimlin film. Like, it's just, and that in when you know, when you, when you meet some people you interview and you're like, this guy is a hundred percent genuine and you can tell if someone's lying and then they tell you stuff and you're like, that's all I need. Honestly. Um, if yeah, but, uh, the Patterson Gimlin film for me is the top. Um, yeah. And I know this, this is where it's tricky because you say stuff in the past and like I was interviewed by meat eater blog and I think I may have said something else, but that's fine because at this point in time, I'm going to say Patterson Gimlin film. So sorry, you can change your mind. That's right. I have, I've thought back and forth with all kinds of things. Yeah. That's, that's a good question though. Um, do you mind running through uh, how people can can keep up to date with what's going on with you? Absolutely. So, all right, cool. Into the Fray Radio is the uh, the homepage, course website. Um, the players are there. All the podcast players are there. If you want to run through the episodes there, if you don't, nice. if you get your podcast apps, you can find it there. It's also on YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Uh, the books are on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or basically wherever fine wow. books are sold. And uh, beyondthefraypublishing.com is the publishing website. And of course, I'm on the usual social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Amazing. Um, yeah, if you haven't read Shannon's book yet about Bigfoot, you really need to. It needs to be on your bookshelf. Like, it's a great book. I really like it. Thank you. And it goes more into uh, personal stories as well, right? Yeah, it's it's remember. pretty much all that. It's there's yeah. some that have been shared on the show that'll be probably a revisit for some people, but there are also some that uh, that have, were never shared on the show, and that was the first time that they they came out was in the book, and we are working so on book too right now as well. It's like have that one right next to Ryan Sprague's book, and you're doing good. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for coming on, Shannon. Uh, Sh- Shannon is going to stay a few minutes uh, for the Patreon portion of the program. Go through a few more questions. Uh, if you want to uh, hear that, it's just patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. Uh, you can support the podcast for $5 a month. And I'm going to point out that Shannon has a cool members only thing going on as well. Uh, correct, Shannon? Yes, sir. Yeah. Patreon.com. Yeah. Thank you. So, man, like if you like, like what it. Shannon's doing and you want to support her, that is the way, guys. So check it out. But again, thanks for coming on, Shannon. Thanks for listening, listeners. And we'll hang out with you next week. Thanks, Jeremiah. Big thanks again to Shannon LeGrove from Into the Fray Radio and Beyond the Fray Publishing for coming on and chatting for a bit about all sorts of weird and fun stuff. Uh, Definitely check out her podcast. If you're not already and you're a fan of this one, you're really going to like hers. So uh, thanks again, Shannon, for coming on. Thank the supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. Uh, We have Surfetes, Josh Sewich from the Starfall Collective on Twitch, Greg Morrill from the Order 66 podcast, 
We have Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands. Daniel Fuller with Caveman Resale on eBay. Connor Anderson. Kenzie from the Crypto Chats Podcast. Lauren from Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. Sky Slacker. Again, a huge thank you to the early supporters of the Bigfoot Society Patreon in the $5 tier. That is now closed. Uh, you can still get in the extra content and support, but now uh, there is a $10 tier. And after that is full, uh, it will go up to a $15 tier. So definitely you want to get in soon so you can get into that $10 tier. And thanks again to uh, the people's names I just mentioned, those Patreon members, for being early supporters of the Bigfoot Society podcast. And if you're not a Patreon member and you're just a listener, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, Go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com you can always go to instagram at bigfoot society and we have a tiktok now it gets pretty crazy there bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society one last thing guys we need to talk about the new clubhouse app Uh, it's currently in beta it is an audio only platform i am currently setting up uh, the cryptozoology community on clubhouse so if you have clubhouse look up uh my name which is public and out there jeremiah byron and uh, it's username at bigfoot society and add me so that you can be in the clubhouse bigfoot society room that'll be happening every week at uh, wednesday night 9 30 p.m central standard time it's a great time we've got a lot of people already in there uh you're gonna get hooked so check it out The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.